Father, it's preaching time. Songs have been sung, gifts have been given. And now, God, we need a word from on high. We ask that you let me decrease, that you would increase in me. Hide me behind the throne, oh God. Let them see your image upon me. Hear your voice through me. Lord, we ask that you allow this word to fall on fertile soil and disrupt stony ground. So let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord. I praise you, give you all glory and adoration because you're my strength. And Lord, I'm in love with you because you're my redeemer. And the household of faith said, Amen. All right, if the Lord is in you and you love who that is in you, give God a hand clap of praise. Don't fool me now. If he's in you and you love the fact that he's in you, give him a hand clap of praise. Amen. With your manuals of life, if you would turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. With your manuals of life, if you're able to stand, if you would please stand in respect and reverence to the word of God. If you have it, say amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. We got a room for you. Online and at the church. Amen. And it reads, I fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto ye were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able. You may be seated. If you would help me. Preach on the subject, the topic. Huggies, loves, and depends. Huggies, loves, and depends. I solicit your amens and your prayers as I give you this topical topic but a reality message. I was traveling back home this past week and normally when I'm in the air, I get a sermon from the Lord um, and it can usually take time, take my time while on the plane, but this time around, I couldn't get anything. I began to search my little dialogue, my little record book, my little tablet files and looking at all my notes on my phone and couldn't get anything until this morning. Lord shared with me, he said, you, you've been teaching out of Acts. You've been talking about the church and it's condiments, the things that are within it. 
He said, but I need you to do something a little different today. He said, I need you to teach them about huggies, loves, and depends. Now, I, I tried my best to, to stay, um, as they would call it, harmonetically in tune with scripture. So I try to find a, a topic that will be um, spirit-filled, but to the point. So he, he led me to 1 Corinthians after he gave me the topic, and I said, okay. Been down that road before, and he said, I need you to talk to true spirit about Paul. As we see Paul in the church of Corinth, Paul, as this is a vital part of Paul's second ministry, his missionary ministry. Now we see Paul here having worked all in the vineyard. As he speaks, he's already addressed the behaviors of the divisive spirits. He's gave his appeal for unity, talked about God's power and wisdom all in chapter 1. And he discussed the gifts from God in chapter 2. And now we're here in chapter 3 where he's talking not only to the leaders, but he is hoping to strike the attention of the people of the church of Corinth. Paul, as he speaks, y'all know Paul, as he speaks, he, he has brought it to a, attention for those that are lovers of Christ that there is an outbreak, not an outbreak of the flu, not an outbreak of the whooping cough, nor chicken pox or measles or mumps or cold sores or fever blisters or common rash or even the pandemic. He says, but there's an outbreak of babies in the church. And it's such an outbreak that it has caused a hindrance in the church of Corinth. Now, if I, I was to be truthful with you this morning, which I plan on being, um, in fact, it would be safe to say that there is the same outbreak that exists in today's church. Now, I, I want to pause real quick because I know many of you are not going to like this sermon. Uh, some folk may say, I didn't come to church to be beat on. But when you're serving God, you've been picked out to be picked on. Uh, and so here it is. Paul tells us there's an outbreak in the church. That despite of the pandemic, we all should, should notice that there is an outbreak. We have an outbreak of saints that after all of your service, building churches, praying and fasting and revivals, working in the vineyard, ushering, nursing, being deacons, mothers, deaconess, common parishioners, musicians, shouting and singing, praise dancing, preaching and teaching, after all that, we still find babies. And so here it is. Paul says, they are still crawling. He says, some of them are whining and crying. So there's a need for a pacifier. Some are uh, amused by noise, so we have to give them a rattle. Uh, 
He said, and some just keep making a big mess, so we have to keep a diaper on them. And then there's some that just outright need a bib. Huggies, loves, and depends. In fact, Paul says, not only is it a crawling church, the huggy loves and depend church, the babies, and because of the outbreak, the church is not where it should be. Somebody holler our babies. So I've arrived to this, this particular area of the text I won't be before you long. I'm going to give you a few nuggets and I'm going to get out your way. The first thing Paul says that when we're being babies, the first thing you need to know is growth will be stunted due to malnutrition. Your growth will be stunted due to malnutrition. Paul speaks this language, this message, as he has been given and been ordained to do. And we all can agree that we have experienced some malnutrition points in our lives. It, it, it's the lack of adequate or having an unbalanced, barely receiving a reasonable portion. And one of the most common unbalanced behaviors that we fight in the church is the carnal and the spiritual part. This carnal and spiritual part of life has become such a malnutrition because our carnal desires and willingness, we have fallen short of having a true relationship with God. Are y'all with me this morning? The Bible records in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, 14, he says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. And, 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 and what, what struck my nerve is that there are so many carnal things that we would rather put before God instead of recognizing the spirit of God as he speaks to our carnal mind. Y'all with me this morning? And, and, and let truth be told, there are some things going on right now in your life that God is trying to open up to you spiritually, but because of your carnal foolishness, you're not willing to receive it because it don't sound the right way. It don't sound how you had prophesied it. It don't sound like you think it should sound. But how many know God knows what's best? So with this unbalance, we are unable to serve Christ, not giving him what he has mandated us to do. And he's told us that we must have Praise, worship, leadership, discipleship, which leads to effective ministries. Such in that manner, my brothers and sisters, we feel that we're not receiving the reasonable portion we deserve. There's a reason why Paul is saying this to us. He says, because many of you are missing out on your feeding moments. You're missing your feeding moments. It's, it's difficult to say. And I'm, I'm going to help somebody real quick. It's hard to say that you belong to a church. But your prayers, your thoughts, your time, and your tithes, and your work is in another church. I, okay. You can't say you belong or got your name on a roll. 
but your carnal and your spiritual investments are somewhere else. Y'all ain't tracking with me this morning. And so Paul says you're missing on your feeding. Listen, every sheep can't eat in every pasture. Y'all with me? And some folk have become malnutritious because some pastures that you're eating in is junk food. It's food that's not good for your soul, but it's, it's a cavity to your teeth. Track with me this morning. And I'm trying to help somebody because you wonder why your life is the way it is. You're eating in the wrong field. You're missing your feeding time. Mama used to always say, if you're hungry, you're going to eat what's on the table. And mama used to always say, you're not going to be picky when it's time to eat because what I'm putting on the table is good for you. And truth, can I just be honest? Some folk have shut up on the church because they don't like what God is feeding. Help me, Holy Ghost. And, and truth be told, can I help him go a little deeper? I'm just going to scratch a little more surface, get a little more dandruff off the scalp. Here it is. Some folk will leave the church because they don't like leadership. I, I know they, they're saying that we shouldn't preach this kind of stuff during the pandemic. But watch this. It was already a pandemic before the pandemic came. And so here it is. We have to continue, thank you, Reverend Hammond, preaching the gospel. But we got to start walking the gospel that we preach. And some folk want to argue why God ain't blessing them is because, listen, God won't deposit no trust in a malnutritious in the being. Who am I trying to help today? You have to begin to seek God and obey God's word in order for God's word to have an effect on your life. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm down and I'm staying right here where I'm at for a second. Listen, you can't ask God to bless you and you can't bless your own church. Now get, get your mind out your bank account because I ain't talking about just that. I'm talking about you too grown to do work. You done got too old. Can't nobody tell you nothing. You done got so saved you can't be taught nothing. In fact, you got more hell in you than hell can be invented. And, and here it is. We're making more. He says you, you're missing the feeding point. We're making more excuses than we are efforts to getting to the church. I, I, you know, I, I have begun to get waterlogged when I hear people say these things to me. Oh, when they open the doors, I'm coming back different. Oh, when they open the doors, I got a new praise, but yet you still ain't at the church. Well, I am the church. Well, you ain't changed because you wouldn't be lying if you... And, and here it is. The fact that we are not respecting and fearing God... Here it is, we miss out on what he's trying to tell us. And the Bible says, when you know him and respect him and fear him, that is the beginning of knowledge. You, you say, how can I get the knowledge? You ain't coming to Sunday school. You ain't coming to Bible study. You're not coming to church in general. And I know you're not tapping in on the prayer line because I see every name and number that comes across the screen. And here it is, you expect God to do something miraculous, but you won't take your meticulous OCD behavior and come to church like you should be. I'm, I'm, the reason why I'm stuck on this is because, listen, when this pandemic is over, you still got to be the church. 
there still has to be a mature church because there's some young people that need to see examples. They need to see some people that's testifying instead of testifying how you got through the pandemic, how you made it from foreclosure, repossession, loss of your job, uh, financial aid not giving you what you need in school, how your unemployment ran out, but God still was a provider. They need to see some examples of what worship looked like. Well, what do worship look like? Reverend, I'm empty, but yet I got something to give God. And I don't feel right, but yet I'm still pressing my way to the house of worship. Yes, arthritis is bothering, but arthritis didn't create me. So now I'm going back to the creator. I'm preaching better than you sounded. I'm going back to the creator because I know if he made it, he sure can fix it. I, I, listen, I know these type of sermons Colorado don't like. I did my research. We don't like these kind of pastorate sermons because what it sounds like is, is that, Pastor, you're pointing the finger. But listen, watch this. Let me, let me tell you something. When you think of true spirit, the first thing they say, the pastor and then the people. Y'all tracking me? Paul speaking to the church of Corinth. He's speaking to the people because he was the one in charge of the people. And here it is. Some things you do reflect your shepherd. Y'all ain't tracking me. And some folk need to realize when you act ugly, that's saying I'm ugly. And I like to think I'm a fairly decent, handsome looking young man. If I'm having a sour day, I ain't going to carry the bag of lemons on my shoulders. You won't see those lemons. I ain't trying to make no spiritual lemonade. I'm trying to make some things happen when people turn their backs on you. When they talk about you, call you everything but a child of God. Because I respect God and his word. He's saying, Christians, you can't be taught if you don't attend stuff to go to it. He said, you can't become believers of the word if you don't listen and read the word. In fact, he says, how much of it are you applying to your life? Because if you were applying it to your life, then there would not be so many people running in fear, forgetting what the word of God has said. And watch this. He says, not only that, watch this as he speaks to us and he tells us that you're missing the feeding moments. He says, you don't have, some folk are saying to themselves, you don't have to come to church to read the Bible. But the Bible says, y'all know what the Bible says. He says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry to do what? To edify the body of Christ. So therefore he gave the shepherds of his time feeding power. Y'all just missed that. Feeding power to watch this. To take a malnutritious sheep and turn them into a valuable sheep. Let me share something with you. A malnutritious sheep means that sheep's wool is not worthy of the cost. Y'all with me? But when you, are, when you are full of nourishment and nutrients that God has prepared for you, now you become usable, watch this, and recyclable. What are you saying, Reverend? Just because you step down as a leader don't mean you can't be a liaison. 
You missed that. And some folk need to recognize everybody ain't called to lead. Sometimes the wool that God has shaved off of you has gotten to a point he can't keep shaving. So now you have to walk with the appearance of being big and being usable and not let the people look on the outside and say, that's how I feel on the inside. I'm trying to help somebody today. You got to stop looking down on yourself because of where you are and where you're not and know that God looks at the heart of man. He says, he says, I gave it, I gave those to you to edify the body of Christ. And, and here it is. This is what I, I've discovered. That in order for the church to become progressive, we, we have people that feel like because of their age and they think that because they have been so in tune with the word, they can't be taught nothing. But Paul says, I can't even give you what I've been trying to feed you. He says, because you're still stuck in a carnal mindset. Look at somebody say, get your mind out the gutter. Get, get, because here it is, here it is. And, and I believe Reverend said this this morning when he was preaching, uh, praying in the time of crisis. He, he said, uh, um, he, he made notion of being, uh, being born into sin. And because, watch this, I'm going to pull a twist to it. Because it feels so good, we want to live in it. We, we want to live in the sin that we've been born in. Why? Because it just feels better. And, and here it is. He says, you, you just because you've gotten to a point where you think you know, and because of your education, your years of service, you still have to keep learning to be taught. I was told this. In order to learn, you got to listen to learn. You got to li learn to listen. And some folk have closed their ears before God said so. And now you're wondering why you can't hear when God said, rise up and walk. You've been blessed because you got deaf ears. But can I get somebody to testify? Say, Reverend, I start praising God. I start looking at his word, believing in his word. And he unstopped my ears. Now I can hear clear. In fact, he opened my eyes on some things that I've been dealing with. So now I got to learn to give it to God. And I know God will make a way it's impossible for us to grow a healthy church and all and become a progressive ministry and take advantage of feeding moments when your desire has been a pressing play on sur subway surfer or playing angry birds or candy crush or pressing a post on Facebook or Instagram or all on your emails, checking your bills when they do paying for checks. It's hard to be a ministry that's effective when your time is not on God and his people's needs. When you're thinking about yourself. Somebody shout out, stop being selfish. Stop, stop being selfish. That's why Paul is saying we got people with huggies, loves, and depends on in the church, you know, and, and, and we're getting so slick with it now that, that we can watch and talk to everything on our wrist now. You getting a text, you, I'm, I'm busy right now. I got to call you back. Put in my files, I, I, I got to be at church at 2 o'clock, oh Lord. Listen. Can, can, can I tell you something? 
This is what the church has become in this new millennium. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? The church has become a babysitting service. I, I, I ain't looking for nobody to say, shout, preach, say that, Reverend. Uh, watch this. We got people that come to be watched. And we got people that want to come watch folk. We have become a babysitting service. You looking around at how somebody dressed, but you forgot you got wrinkles in your dress. You, you, you looking around at how somebody's dressed fashion, but you forgot you got a ruin in your stocking. You, you forgot your toenails is chipped. You, you forgot your hair ain't cut. Your line ain't right. Your suit is too tight. You, you wearing bikinis instead of briefs. You, you forgot what you ain't, what you did. Look at somebody say, stop babysitting. Stop babysitting. And watch this. Some folk, some folk, watch this. Some folk have, have gotten to the point where not only are we doing babysitting, we're getting to a point where we're making our own phone companies. Yeah. And, and, and let me tell you something. Let, let me drop this in your lap. Tricks are for kids. And when we stop lying, to one another, we start respecting God, respecting authority, stop wanting to be in the spotlight, follow leadership, start making room for his word, start acting like we know him, start acting like we've been born instead of hatched, start believing in what he says, start walking in his word and his promises, then when we do that, then you'll be blessed. But can I get somebody to just testify, raise your hand, say, Reverend, I decided to put away some childish stuff just last night. I ain't going to give you no years. I'm talking about last night. Some folk need to stop being childish. Tricks are for kids. Listen, I, I ain't lucky and I ain't no charm, but I just want you to know. Tricks are for kids because some folk come into the church acting like a kid and you're always trying to trick somebody into thinking and believing the way you think and believe instead of saying, you know what, I want to introduce you to the Savior that I found. And when he touched you, I don't know what you're going to do, but when he touched me, something got all over me. Something on the inside started working on the outside. I couldn't keep my feet. I wish I had some redeemed folk that could say, I remember the day he touched me. In fact, when Granny them dragged me down to the altar and said, Father, put your hands upon this one. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you can't miss your feeding moment because God, watch this, God is trying to build us up to a standard that people can receive, watch this, receive his word coming from you. Y'all just missed that. You wonder why people frown up on you when, when you're talking to them about your, uh, I'm all over the place right now. Let me, let me help let me help myself so I can help y'all. Listen, you want to know why churches don't grow? Let me tell you. It's not just the mindset of the people that introduce people to church. It's what you say about your church before you introduce it. 
You done bad mouth Aunt Jane, Uncle Tom. You done bad mouth Bobby, Ray Ray, Pookie them. And now you expect somebody to come to your place of worship. I know y'all don't like that. Y'all certainly not me. Sometimes you have to learn to say, baby, I don't know what he used to do. But when I see him at church, I see her at church. In fact, they look like David. They shout until the clothes come off. Because if you think about one thing that God has done for you, I don't know your story. You don't know my story. But when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, I don't have time to be in your business. My Kool-Aid is sour enough. Somebody holler, tricks is for kids. Yeah, tricks, tricks is for kids. Paul, Paul says, not only is it, the, is it your moment, uh, missing feeding moments, he says, watch this, uh, no one is making availability to learn. He, he says, because of the lack of availability, we're not fat. <clears throat> Help me, Jesus. We're not fat. I think Sister Carolyn going to like this one. I'm talking, I'm not talking caramel cake, German chocolate, banana pudding, sweet potato fat. Hint, hint, I think I need some sweets in, the, in my life. Uh, but I'm talking about faithful, available, and teachable. We're not fat. And here it is, you cannot handle what the Lord is saying because you, you lack the availability. You have more excuses than what you can put on a tablet. And now the church has become unhealthy in all situations. Paul based it off of the experience that he saw when he was speaking to the leaders and the people of Corinth. And watch this, what fat people tend to do is cause division. Let me help you real quick physically. You so big, you can't help nobody because you can't see around yourself. And we are blocking others from seeing into the glory of God. You can't gaze in somebody's face when every time you talk to them, something got to be done or you need to talk to them about something they ain't doing. Sometimes you just got to move to the side and let them find God for themselves and stop trying to be a hindrance to the walk. Look at somebody says it's time to get fat. It's time to get fat. You cannot handle what he's saying because he said you're not available. The availability of the believer today has decreased tremendously. Uh, he, Paul is saying even today you, have, you should have gotten it by now. It shouldn't take a pandemic for you to realize how much you really love the Lord. Help me somebody. In fact, some folk have, have found out how much they really loved them laying in the hospital room, laying on your sick bed. When that bill didn't measure up to your money, you found out how much you really loved the Lord. But I don't know if there's some parents that can say, I found out how much I really loved the Lord just over my child, over my husband, my wife, even some things I've been dealing with personally. I found it, but it shouldn't take all that because watch this. When he sets you free, you're free indeed. God gives us that liberty that we should always remember. And in order to become an effective leader, you have to be willing to learn and make yourself available. I've never seen, and I ain't talking about true spirit. I'm just talking. 
I've never seen the people of God act like they love God so much. But when he's looking for somebody to work, you are not available. And, and, and I'm just, this, this one for free. I ain't, this ain't even on my tablet. This one for free. You'll put more ownership on what should be done on the pastor and the deacons and forget that God has given you an assignment too. Look at somebody say, he tightened up my diaper. Now he's tightening up my diaper. And here it is because some folk have become so messy. You have to tighten up your ways in order for God to use you in an effective way. Let me help you. Stop talking so much about folk. Paul, Paul was dealing with people all throughout the church of Corinth that couldn't keep their mouth shut. That couldn't stop being busybodies. That could not stop lying. They couldn't stop cheating, backbiting, calling people everything but a child of God. Sometimes you just got to know when to sit down and shut your mouth. Some people got to learn to sit and shut. And here it is. He says, he says, when you, when you, when you, some folk have to understand it. You have to learn to be available so that you can be productive through your booze. And I, I, I got puzzled when I was putting that together because he said, your booze. He said, you, you, some folk only feel productive when things is good. He said, but you got to understand when you working for me, you got to be, you still be productive when you're in bad days. When you boohooing and you crying and you wondering why. He said, but here it is because of your lack of availability. That's why you crying so much. I'm trying to help somebody. There will be times where you have to understand. You have to revert back to what you've been taught. And if you ain't been taught enough, you need to be in a place where you will be taught enough so that you can grow. I, let me get on out the way. The other thing is, not, not about the, just the availability, but the lack of understanding. Paul expresses this empathy because by now the church should be full of healthy and mature people not lacking understanding. And watch this. I notice, I don't know if y'all notice, but people are dying off not just physically but spiritually in the church. Uh-huh. The Bible says in Isaiah 5, so we have found ourselves in captivity because we have no knowledge. We are starving and dried up all because of our lack of knowledge and understanding. That's the Bible. That ain't Pastor Greer. And what people need to understand is, listen, the Bible declares, come in Matthew chapter 24, and then many will fall away. Watch what's going to happen. And betray one another. And hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will, will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the other one endures, the one that endures to the end will be saved. But Timothy said, I got something I want to say. First Timothy chapter 4, he says, now the Spirit expressly says, in later times, some will depart from the faith. Y'all ain't with me today. By devoting themselves, watch this, help me Holy Ghost, if this you just jump up, to deceitful spirits, teachings of demons, 
Everybody in there should have jumped up because all of us got some hell in us. We all could have jumped up and said, I once was that. That was me. And here it is. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars. See, that's why we didn't jump. Nobody wanted to be called a liar. And he says, whose conscience have been seared with a hot iron. Can I just, I know y'all waiting for me to try to close or hoop or whatever it is. If I feel that way when I get to the end, I'll do that. But I just got to share this with y'all. We're struggling, y'all, because you cannot lead people to be delivered and you're signing the death warrant. You can't do that. And, and what has happened is we have become um, deceitful policyholders. We're signing people's lives away just to get some personal gain. Yeah, I, I, that, I, that may not be to you, but that, that's, that's deep to me because you know what? Here it is. We're overlooking those that are depressed. And when we overlook them, we talk about them. And we use their depression as leverage to be recognized. Y'all, y'all. Paul, Paul, Paul is saying, listen, you, you can't be this way and say you're grown. Grown folk don't act like that. In fact, the Bible says if you save and you see one in need, you're supposed to restore such a one. And the problem has become the church has its own pandemic. You should be trying to restore yourself and restore those within the house. So then when you go out, you look like you belong to somebody that can be healed. <clears throat> he says, you wonder why you're losing jobs? You wonder why... You can't keep a man? You wonder why you can't keep a woman? You wonder why you, you, your life ain't getting no further than what it is? You wonder why your children acting like it is? You wonder why ministry is so unfair to you? He says, because you're lacking the knowledge and understanding. Hosea said, my people perish because of the lack of knowledge. But Jesus said this. He says, come unto me. All ye that labor and heavy laden, and, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly, and I, you shall find rest for your soul. I, I don't know if there's anybody here that say, I want to get to know the Lord better. Don't track and fool with me now. Listen, some folk need to understand, because we've been through, you should want to get to know him better. You should fall in love with him even more now because he loves you even though you were possessive, even though you were full of venom, even though you were full of strife, hell, and envy. You ought to love him even more now because despite of all your ugliness, I'm preaching and you ain't saying nothing. God still found favor in your life. Let me tell you what the favor is. You woke up this morning, clothes in your right mind, food on your table, gas in your car, a pretty good deck, uh, bank account, a pretty good mindset, and you're not worried because God has always supplied your every need. Somebody shout out, I want to get to know him. I, I want to get to know him. Yeah, la lastly, I'm going to go to my seat after this one. He says, uh, uh, the reason why we're talking about Huggies 
loves and depends. He says, because the maturity level in Christ is weak. The maturity level of the Christians have become weak because we have not been identified as a church. But the weakness has been identified in the church. Help me, Holy Spirit. And here it is. Some folk don't come to church because the church is weak. Yeah. That's for you Bible scholars. How in the world can we say we're a church, but we don't pray together as a church? I'll wait. Uh, how, how in the world can we say God loves you, and I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it, but the minute I tell you I love you, I'm on the phone talking about you. I, 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 that, I just don't, I don't get, get that. And this one for free, this just, just personally for me. How in the world can we say God has sent us a shepherd, but yet you trying to be the shepherd? Lord, help me today. Lord, I, Lord, just help me. The maturity level is weak because here it is. Paul was saying in, in Corinthians 3, he says, there's too much quarreling and fighting like children. He said, there's too much stuff going on in the church when, when we, we were fighting, trying to be next. And listen, I've never seen so many people get their feelings hurt. All because you got a new car. You got a new job. You were able to buy a new pair of shoes during the pandemic. And, and listen, I ain't seen so many people get their feelings hurt in the church. Uh, just because you were told no, you want to get mad and pout. You want to walk away. You, you get mad in ministry because... You, you're being held accountable. You get mad because people have left your circle. You get mad because people tell you to stop gossiping. You get mad because people ain't giving you attention. You done got mad because it's time for you to step down as a president and become a vice or a helper. You done got mad because you ain't on the praise team. You done got mad because the ushers ain't seating you the right way. Some folk need to... I'm trying to help because Paul says we got to grow up in the church. Take off them huggies, them loves, and them depends and start wearing your pants like men and women should and be grown in the word of God and understand when you got the word of God, his word will gird you up and keep you strong. Yeah, help me, Leora. I'm, I'm trying my best not to fuss, Granny. I'm trying my best, Lord. And, and here it is. Paul says the concern is because there's so many distractions and divisions in the house of worship. And here it is. Mature Christians can't handle, cannot handle, watch this, cannot handle being around babies. I, I don't know. Do, do you got some friends that when you call, every time you call them, Something is wrong. Come on, be honest. Your friend ain't here. They ain't watching you. It's a pandemic. They didn't stay six feet and longer or further away from you. Every time you talk to them, it's something going on with them. Like, like the world revolves around them. Like, like they're the only ones that have a migraine. They're the only ones that, that got diabetes. They're the only ones that have been diagnosed with cancer. They're the only ones that just ain't got the money to pay the bill. 
Listen, the world don't revolve around you. Mature folk, watch this, don't want to be around babies. And I know somebody saying this, well, then how are we going to help them? Teach them how to grow up. That's how we help them. We have to show them in our ways, in our walk. Now, let me help you mothers. I got to help you mothers. I'm going to help you deacons. I'm going to help everybody. Let me help the mothers first because they're the seniors of the church. You can't be a mother of the church, but you acting like a diva. Help me, Reverend. I like to dress nice. You're right, but some things you just got to know how to dress in. How to act. You, you can't be a mother and help a young person and you out here cussing and buying lottery tickets and smoking weed. Oh, my glaucoma is messed up this week. You can't do that. I ain't trying to leave. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. You, you can't be a deacon and decide to to do your thing and, and chase after women because they look good, the skirt is a little high, but you still want to talk about our trust in the Lord until, until I, you can't be a deacon man of God and you going around flirting with everything you see that look like she might want you because she smiled and said, have a good day. You just can't do it. You, 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 you listen, you can't be an usher. If your attitude is in your hands, let me help you. Let me help you. The sooner you open the door, you mad at them, you ready to give them a finger. You can't be a usher when your attitude is in your hands. You got to be willing to help somebody that can't help themselves. You can't be a nurse. And help somebody with a migraine and you hoping they overdose. You hoping that you give them enough to get, you can't do that in the church. You, 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 can, can I keep going? You, you, you can't be in the choir and say give myself away but you waiting to get out of here to go drink a beer. You can't do that. You can't say I'm in the choir. I want to lift up holy hands. I worship you, but yet you can't pay your tithes and your offering. But you always begging for something from the church. You just can't do it. I'm, I'm almost. I'm almost done. I'm. All, I'm almost done. I, you, you listen. You, you can't be a layman. And say you're seeking for God, but yet you're going to tell God when to come. You can't be a layman and say you following the word of God, but the minute somebody try to help you, you're ready to fight because they ain't telling you the right way. You just can't do it. I'm going to say the last, the best for last. Hey, because they like to pick on the preachers. And let me help y'all real quick. You can't be a preacher. No. I'm from the old school. Can, can I just? You can't be a preacher. You walking around here with more fingernail polish on your nails, worrying about if your nails gonna get chipped, if your your manicure gonna look crazy. You can't be a preacher. You come in to preach about God, but you don't come and learn about God. You can't be a preacher. You walking around trying to be a pimp. How many know you cannot do it? You got to get in tune with God. Look at somebody and say, what station you on? 
Uh, oh, no, no, let me, let me, let me. I got one more group, one more group now. Listen, listen, and, and, and they're going to think I'm picking on them, but this is the truth. You can't be a musician. And your talent is tied up in your taxes. Your talent is tied up in how much you got to get paid in order to minister to God, in order to do what God said, because guess what? God gave you the gift, and the Bible says when the Lord get it, he can show enough. Take it away. I know I ain't going to get no uns on the organ right now. I ain't going to get no horn sound, no drums, or nothing. I don't need it. But we all are musicians in God's army. What station you tuned in? God is trying to bless us. And we got to wake up, get out of ourselves. Jeremiah 24, he says, Jeremiah 24 says, the Lord's desire is that you'll come back with a whole heart. Listen, some folk, the folk that have came back since the pandemic, you should be running around here like you done lost your mind. Why? Because the pandemic didn't stop at your door. And if it did, it didn't take you out. In fact, the pandemic looked at you and said, they got to be a child of God. The pandemic looked at your child and said, Let touch not my anointed, do my prophet no harm. And look, the pandemic came knocking on your door. Let no weapon formed against you prosper. Take off them huggies, them loves, and them depends and become men and women of God because here it is. God is trying to take not just a church but his people to another level. And if you're not ready, the songwriter said, there's a storm out on life's ocean and it's moving this way. If your soul's not, I wish I had some old Baptist folk Anchored in Jesus. Granted, them you say, mm, surely you're going to drift away. And, and here it is. Some folk need to recognize that you're anchored in Jesus and stay in him even in a childish situation. Help me. Somebody come and tear you down, praise them, and lift them up. Somebody say something negative to you, stop it at the door. Now, if you could listen, listen. Let me go back for a second. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get out of the way because I'm done. Just about. Uh, I remember uh, when I was coming up. Uh, this don't really tell how old I am, but just know that I've been around old folk. Um, I remember uh, waiting to get to be 21. And we wanted to be 21 to go to the clubs. Now, there was. Y'all help me if y'all remember this. There was. A ratchet club. There was a halfway conservative club. And then there was the Sadiddy club. Y'all with me? The ratchet club, everybody half naked, come in already drunk. You done drunk your drink before you get to the club. You pay $5, you get in, it's sweaty, ain't no air conditioning. They selling chicken dinners and half barbecue sandwiches. That's the ratchet club, right? You, you, you get in that club, and then the halfway uh, um, the halfway decent club, that's the club where now you might go in there and fill a little air conditioner, but they're still playing spades and pinochle before the club really open up. And, and here it is, you find the middle-aged folk there, but then there was a Safluti club. 
that in order to get in the club, if you didn't have on slacks, a nice dress clothing material, and you came, you didn't look presentable, and you didn't have your key, you couldn't get in. Y'all just missed that. Because once you got in and you had the key, you ain't have to worry about no fighting. You ain't have to worry about Carol saying she slept with Bobby. You ain't have to worry about nobody stealing your tip off the table for the waitress or the waiter. You didn't have to worry about no burnt chicken smell, no burnt grease, no fried catfish. You went in, you had a good time. They played Bobby Blue Bland, Denise LaSalle, Johnny Taylor. They played Luther Vandross, Teddy Pendergrass. They played it all. They played even little Whitney Houston, even though she was outdated in the blues. But they played it all, and you enjoyed yourself. Watch this. You got to stop some folk that's trying to stop you from enjoying yourself. When they come and raise up against you, stop hindering my praise. Stop hindering my worship. I'm going to stop you in your tracks. I'm stopping you right now. You're causing too much division, too much trouble. You need to grow up. I'm trying to get what the Lord has told me. In fact, move out of my way because you're holding up my space. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to get out your way. Paul, Paul shares, Paul, somebody say Paul. Paul says, it's time to take off the huggies, the loves, and the depends because in Ephesians 4, he says, until we come into the unity of the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and any cunning craftiness of doctrine and people in their deceitful schemes. Somebody shout out, it's time. No, you ain't saying that like you really believe. It's time. It's time. So Paul is saying, as we look at Huggies, Loves, and Depends, he says, you got to first come ready to be fed. He says, then... You have to be available. He said, but then you also have to change your maturity level. He says, but here's the big picture to it all. He says, not only in changing your diaper, you got to be willing not to put it back on again. Because when the Lord has changed you, and you know that he's really changed your life. Granny used to say things I used to do. Thank God I can't do them no more. Because when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I acted like a child. I even, I'm going to put a little bit to that. I even said some childish things. I ain't adding to the scripture. I'm just talking about the attitude. He said, but when I was a child, I acted as a child. He says, but when I have become grown in the Lord, I have to put away childish things. Can I get a witness this morning? I didn't held you long enough. 
that made some of you mad. But can I just be spiritually, spiritually truthful? I got the Lord on my side. And really, can I be truthful? I just don't care. Because God, God is the author and finisher of our faith. And God told me I got to work the works of the one whom have sent me. Not just while it is day, but I'm going to preach it in the midnight. I know somebody here can say, Reverend, I remember the times where the ushers had to give me a bib. I remember the times when the nurses had to give me a rattle. I remember the times when the mothers had to change my diapers. I remember the times when I acted like a child, but I didn't want nobody to know that I wore the pins. So I had to put them on before I come to the house of worship. Are you praying with me this morning? But somebody can say, I remember. I remember the time God changed my life. Can I get a witness this morning? Now that I'm older, I don't act like I used to act. I don't talk like I used to talk. I don't even play the way I used to play because tricks are for kids. Oh, Lord, yes, they are. But can I get somebody that can testify that I'm so glad that the Lord, he changed me and made me whole again. Ain't the Lord all right? Can I get somebody that can stand with me and say, Reverend, I'm tired of wearing huggies. I'm tired of wearing loves. Lord, I'm tired of wearing the pins because I found the Lord. I can walk on his word. I can stand in his word. I can endure whatever the world has to offer to me because God told me that if I stand on his word and believe in the promises, he will cover me. Won't he do it? He'll keep me covered when I'm messing up. He'll keep me covered when I'm loosing all over the place. He'll keep me covered when I don't talk like I should talk. He'll keep me covered when I don't act like I should act. Why? Because I'm grown now. I serve a grown God. How do I know he's grown? Because one Friday, he went on the cross. They called Calvary. They hung him high. The childish one stretched him wide. They told me a Roman soldier was so childish, pierced him in his side. Until the blood, the water, comes streaming down. But how many know we serve a grown God because he stayed there from the sixth to the ninth hour. The sun refused to shine. The moon dripped down in blood. They tell me it was a rough day. It was a terrible day because the earth starts shaking. The earth start quaking like a drunk man that has lost his equilibrium. But how many can say the Lord Y'all with me this morning. 
Say the Lord. The Bible says he was buried. He died before lunch. He was buried before dinner. But let me tell you what a grown God will do. In the midst of trouble, the Bible says on the third day, he got up with power in his hand. Power in heaven, power in earth, in the palm of his hand. Now I can walk right. I can talk right. I can act right. I'm touched by the hand of God. And I found out that when I'm grown in God, no more diapers, no more depends, no more. God will, God will take care of me when I'm walking in Jesus. My granny said, they called him Andy. Andy walks with me. Andy talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. I got a question I want to ask you. Do you remember the day you put away childish things and gave your life to the Lord? If you remember your day, somebody ought to stand up and say, I'm so glad that he changed me on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday, on Sunday. He changed me. I don't look like what I used to look like. I don't act like I used to act. Why? Because something brought about a change in my life. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor it's time for you to grow up and seek God. It's time for you to grow up be like God. Look at that same neighbor and tell him, neighbor, it's time for you to grow up and give God your praise. It's time to stop taking your toys home and share with other folks. It's time to stop being selfish and seek God. It's time to stop hating your brothers and your sisters and start loving on them. It's time to stop backbiting and calling them everything but a child of God and start lifting them up. It's time to stop downplaying ministry and be a part of ministry. It's time to stop testifying and start testifying on the goodness of Jesus. It's time for you to stop saying you say and start acting like you say. It's time for you to walk in greatness and stop doubting yourself. It's time to stop walking depressed and start walking like you delivered. It's time to stop crying I need help and start helping somebody. It's time to stop saying you're scared and walk by faith and not by sight because God will. Won't he do it? Won't it make a way for you? Have you tried him? Have you tried him? Somebody say, I tried him. And I know for myself. I got a question. And if this question is real and your answer is true, I want you to give him your biggest praise. 
want no favor. Just look at your neighbor and tell them, neighbor, the reason why I'm looking at you, because God has brought you from a mighty long way. How do I know? Your praise is different. Your worship is different. Your song is for real. Your tears are real. trying to let it go but just do me one more favor if you don't mind help me close this thing put your hand on your hip and tell somebody I'm so glad that trouble don't last always because God said it's time for me to grow up and start walking through my trials and tribulations and he says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up wings as an eagle. They shall walk and not become weary. They shall run Do me one more favor. Just look at that neighbor that's frowning up at you. Tell them, neighbor, they're going to talk about me anyways. I'm going to give you something good to talk about. Neighbor, I just want to let you know, when I thank God the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! You've been good! You've been kind! You've been merciful! You've been gracious! You've been giving! You've been loving! You've been caring! You've been compassionate! Why? Because I ain't always looked like this! I should have been dead! Somewhere sleeping in my grave! But somebody holler the Lord, but the Lord, won't he make a way?
I'm, I'm trying to let it go, but I was just, I was just thinking about my, my oldest daughter. Some of y'all don't know my oldest daughter. She had to get both of her retinas replaced. There was a time that she couldn't see, and she was trying to finish high school. There was a time that she said everything looked blurry. Daddy, I'm going to lose my mind if I lose my eyesight. Well, I used to tell her, and I still do, you got to trust and believe in God. You got to stop all that crying, stop all that whining, and keep trusting in God. He's the same God that delivered you from the whooping cough. When you was on your sick bed for six long months, the doctors had IVs in your head and in your feet. I said, you got to stop crying and start trusting in the Lord. Well, one day she began to say some cruel things about the Lord. And just the other day, she said, Daddy, my eyes are getting blurry again. I told her, I said, well, God don't like ugly. He don't like evil. If you say something wrong against him, you're rebuking him. You become evil when you talk against God and his people. I told her, I said, I'll tell you what. She said, I just want to cry. I just want to lay down. And it'll be all over in the morning. I said, well, before you lay down, I need you to say a prayer. And tell the Lord, Father, please forgive me. For I have sinned. And I've fallen short of the glory of God. Well, let me tell you something. This morning, she woke up and she told me, she said, it's getting better. I can see a little better. My eyesight is coming. I'm trying to tell you, God didn't open your eyes and you didn't got so sanctified. You can't celebrate a God that's in the blessing business. Is there anybody here that can testify and say he blessed me when I couldn't bless myself. He healed me when I couldn't heal myself. He was a provider. I'm, I'm done. I... There was something I used to do in my other ministry. I gave out white handkerchiefs, and I would tell them whenever burdens would burn them down. And they just feel like wanting to surrender just because I'm learning to surrender and give it all to God. I'm waving my white flag because I'm tired of being like a baby. I don't have to cry because he said weeping may endure for a night. But joy, joy, joy.
doors of the church is open. The doors of the church is open. I'm trying to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I feel a little sanctified in me. They used to say a song and say, he's a wonder in my soul. He's a wonder in my soul. Do the minor changes. He's a wonder in my soul. Bless his name. Y'all remember that one? He's a wonder in my soul. He's a wonder in my soul. He's a wonder. In my soul, bless, bless his name. My soul, love Jesus, my soul. Loves Jesus, my my soul. Loves Jesus, bless His name. Y'all got to excuse me. My soul loves. Jesus, yeah, that's it. My soul loves Jesus. My, my soul loves Jesus. Bless His name. I don't know about y'all, but I. My soul loves Jesus, my soul loves Jesus. He's been good to me, y'all. My, my soul loves Jesus, bless his name. My soul loves Jesus. 
my soul loves Jesus my soul loves Jesus bless bless his name can I just give y'all one last one yes Sister T, we're going to welcome you back to activity. You want to be back? Welcome to activity. We're going to do that. Even though we're in a pandemic, we're still working. So I want you to get with Sister Tiana and let her know your point of interest. Ushering, she said, ushering. Where's Sister Carolyn at? I hear you. She still got her stuff. We got one. We Sister Carolyn, come on down. We got one for you. We're going to have you go with Sister Tiana and Sister Carolyn and give her your information. I know she'll be glad to have you. Says she want to be active. She want to usher. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate y'all. When young people want to come to work, let's celebrate them and the work that they want to do. At least we know, at least we know that the work will not be in vain. Amen. You may be seated. I see there's none, but yet there's still room at the cross. Come on, bless the Lord one more time. <laughs> 